Welcome back to It Was Murder, Whoa. the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Alan Ito. And I'm the, ex- I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, <laughs> just keep an eye on our hands, because we're discussing... <laughs> <laughs> Murder up their sleeves. (laughs) It's a magical episode. Mm, Is it? No, it's it's not. Tricky one. (laughs) It's a trick. It's an illusion. It's the illusion of good television. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's let's figure out what it was about in our segment known as Minute Max, where we try to sum up the plot of the episode in sixty seconds or less. And I start. You start. Ellen's last. Oh. oh, thank God. <laughs> Murder up their sleeves. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Hart give Max tickets to the Magic Palace. So Max takes Marlene to go see Marcus the Magnificent and Vicky. Uh, Marlene is a mechanic. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's all M's. Oh. Uh, it was just a bunch oh. of M's. Alliteration. Marlene's a mechanic. At the show, Max is uh, asked to go up on stage, and he is put in a box and made to disappear where he's sent down a chute into the basement, and then he disappears and never fucking comes back, so Marlene is really pissed at him. When the hearts go see her, she's like, fuck him, and then they go to the Magic Palace to say, hey, what happened to Max? And they get, uh, I'm going to skip a lot. They get trapped (laughs) in the thing. Uh, And uh, Blackstone is the magician. And he has a brother who's covered in bandages like a mummy. (laughs) And uh, uh, come to find out, he's covered in those bandages because shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why was he covered in bandages? We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> He's leaving. He's so upset. Wow. Fuck, man. Wow. I really thought I was going to be able to get this because there's nothing in this episode. Your M's were very pronounced the whole way through for me. Mm-hmm. I heard every word. We're like that it was very, I mean, that was just very, I almost said natural. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyways. It's a compliment. All right, Joe, fix, <clears throat> fix all of my wrongdoings. All right. All right. Here we go. It's a very Looney Tunes episode of Heart to Heart. Jonathan is in his office and he's talking to the FBI about this con man that they foiled or he got away or something. Anyways, they don't want to go to this uh, charity event, so they give Max the tickets instead. Uh, and it's a magic event at the Magic Palace. Max gets disappeared. His date gets mad uh, and she runs away and she's all pissed off at him. The hearts go to investigate. They go to the Magic Palace and they meet a ma- magician named the Magnificent Marcus. Marcus the Magnificent. And he sticks a tiger on them. And if there's ever a time to punch somebody, it would be then. But Jonathan, then they just have a conversation with him and he tells them he doesn't know where Max is. So they go away. They talk to Marlene, whatever. They come back to the Magic Palace. Of course, Max is there and they find max and it turns out that there was a guy covered in bandages because he was getting plastic surgery to look exactly like jonathan (laughs) and he was going to go take over jonathan's company uh but they push him into a tiger pit and i think he gets eaten but they don't show it and then everything's fine and they go home and then max has a magic trick that's very cheap all right Oh my god. Oh god. Oh no. For an episode where nothing happens in the plot, it's really hard to like just lay the plot out. Yeah. I'm going to use that as my excuse <laughs> about why I cannot do this. Okay. <clears throat> Murder up their sleeves or 
Now I understand why everyone uh, makes faces when I say I like magic, because apparently <laughs> magicians are super irritating. Holy shit. So um, let's just establish. I'm just just filling in some of the blanks, I think. So um, there's the invisible man guy who's disguised as Jonathan, but it's because he's getting back at Jonathan for Jonathan getting him in trouble with the feds mm -hmm. established. So he's going to take Jonathan's place, which is a really weird way to take revenge. Anyway, so... Um, Max disappears at the Magic Palace, and then the hearts go looking for him. Marlene is mad at Max because he disappeared on their date. Um, she's a mechanic. They go, the assistant Vicky um, makes a fatal mistake, and she tells the hearts to meet her at the Acme Magic Supply Place, <laughs> which is super weird. And there's a henchman who dresses up as a clown and throws knives at them, and they use a cannon to shoot balls at him. And then um, they go back to the palace a bunch more times. They discover the invisible man, and then they fight, and he gets thrown in the tiger pit. That yes. wasn't good. That was good. I think that was great. Yeah, you filled in some of the gaps. Um, right, like that real gap where we're talking about that cannon was pretty yeah, I forcibly oh forgot about God, that. Acme <laughs> Magic Warehouse. That was be this was beyond Scooby Doo. It was Looney Tunes to me. It was fucking This was crazy. worse than that even. Like this was like I don't know, Icelandic <laughs> one-off cartoon that that even they were like no, thank you. Like let's not do this. That's a diss on Iceland. That said, I have to say that the weird, campy tone of this episode mm -hmm. is bizarre to me. Yeah. Even within the context of other heart to heart episodes that we think are Muppety or Looney Tunesy or whatever, or even just faintly cartoonish. This this is like a whole nother level. And there's a lot of things that I really love about it. And I sort of just gave into it and started loving that part of it where I was just like this is whoa I don't like I don't know what this is but then it just turned into a thing where I was mesmerized by all of the terrible acting by magicians <laughs> that really just became my focus and if you focus listeners if you haven't seen it I recommend if you're able to just focus on the horrible acting of these magicians and no shade to them as magicians, but Blackstone, who of course is like a famous magician, he gave one of the weirdest performances, not just in Heart to Heart for me, but one of the weirdest performances I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Is he Marcus or is he yes, the guy? He's Marcus. Okay. He's Marcus. Okay. Yeah. Very, he's, that's very Harry, weird. Harry Blackstone Jr., who is from a lineage of magicians. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? the Blackstone yeah. family. And there was a Blackstone magic kit that you could buy at yeah. like Kmart. Wow. It yeah. was sold with like where, never, the, where board games were. Never heard of that name mm -hmm. before. Oh, yeah. No, Blackstone, for oh. me, it's like Blackstone and then the, the good one, um, Copper, <laughs> David Copperfield. My, uh, mind like Freak? The, no. Chris no, Angel? Like the, no, none of those. <laughs> none, of, none, of the, none of the noobs are, are That's my, my magician. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I like magic and some things that are sort of like magic adjacent. Like, of course, I like any of that. I like the creepiness and the occultiness, and I like the mm -hmm. cleverness of it, like that people invent tricks, all of the all of the stuff. But there's also so many things about professional magic that make me super, super tense and uncomfortable because I'm uptight when I feel embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this just, wow, this was really, woo. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just thought <laughs> oh, it, it was like if you have a wall of levers that says trapdoor <laughs> levers above it in your episode, you have gone, <gasps> you've jumped the shark. It is so or silly. Or are you just OSHA compliant? Yeah. yeah. I, they have to be labeled. I felt like this episode was written by Blackstone yeah. and, or, or by Milton Bradley. Like this episode just reeked of like, we don't have an episode this week or like we, we, yeah. we only wrote 20 scripts and we need 21. Um, you know, let Milton Bradley do one. Mm. Uh, we get, we'll just get, <laughs> we'll get Harry Blackstone Jr. in, and, they to do and we'll just do a magic episode. With the magic castle. They want to do something mm, yeah. with where the hearts. Even go though they the they castle. one didn't go to the magic castle, right? And two, they called it the magic palace. But it was supposed to be right. Basically. It was yeah. absolutely supposed to be yeah. because totally they have that piano that castle. plays whatever song you you tell to play, which yeah. which yeah. is a magic castle mm-hmm. trait. Oh my um, God. I yeah, it's sort of like oh wow, I just don't even know. Uh, Right. Um, (laughs) I have to talk about, I just have to leapfrog ahead to um, one of the other, uh, because there's three magicians in this episode. The one that they meet in the park, (laughs) who Jonathan calls Elliot. (laughs) And he, in less than three minutes, he performs no fewer than seven close up magic tricks. Um, while he's talking to Jonathan and Jennifer, and yeah. it's just one of those things where Jennifer continually is like, ha, 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 that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I think maybe if you were just hanging out and he was like, I'm going to show you guys some tricks or whatever, that it would be amazing. But to me, if you're having a conversation <laughs> yeah. with someone where every time you ask them a question, like you vomit <laughs> they a bunch pull of cards a bird out of their hat <laughs> or something like yeah. that, it just becomes irritating no matter how great or how well done any close-up magic is. I mean, mm-hmm. close-up magic is, I, I love close-up magic, but it also has the potential to just be like, Oh God, fuck no. Yeah. And yeah, seven tricks. And I think by the time he's literally like vomiting cards. a stream of <laughs> cards out of his mouth, like ectoplasm in yeah. the spiritualist movement, I just was frantically like looking around for my own trap door <laughs> so that I could just fall down purposely it. like jump up and down on until I fell down the chute and disappeared completely. It was so crazy. The weirdest thing in that scene though to us, I think is that he is in the park <laughs> eating a lunch that clearly his mom packed for him <laughs> in a brown yeah. paper bag. He has an apple yes, and in, a milk carton <laughs> out on the yeah. table. The lunch is kind of cute. The lunch is like my day camp lunch. Yeah. The, the whole, that whole scene made me so sad. Yeah. I just got so <laughs> sad because it's this guy in a suit with a fucking ascot in the middle of the day <laughs> eating lunch next to a fountain and his lunch is a shitty sandwich yeah. on that terrible 80s wheat bread that's just brown bread <laughs> like dyed brown bread and an empty an empty an empty milk carton like a, a tiny <laughs> little milk carton and then a, a crumpled up brown paper bag oh, it's like and then he they show up and he does a bunch of shitty <laughs> magic tricks at him yeah God, that was so 
Depre- that was what like is, Bergman level depressing to me. Like, I was like? like, this guy. What is he doing? Like, I'm surprised that Jennifer didn't like pass him a, a wad of money and mm-hmm. be like, you take care, honey. He yeah. has a wad of money. He did that. That was one of his Bullshit. tricks. Bullshit. Nobody with a mo- wad of money eats that bread. <laughs> you were totally money. having that. Is he eating soup on a bench moment? <laughs> That's exactly right? what. That Except was exactly that Jonathan it. and Jennifer did not slap the baby. <laughs> chick <laughs> what what is I this just, i also kept thinking like chick out of his hand i kept thinking like he's he is walking around with a baby chick in his in his yeah. pocket that he is going to kill for the purpose of a, of a close magic trick i've seen the prestige i know what happens to those yeah. birds Aww. and every time someone showed up with a bird i was like that that's a dead so bird that we're looking at yeah bird also marcus the magnificent used a hawk in his trick which is not a bird you see often in a magic trick right that was intense yeah and when he opened up that trick he had like the the small cage with a small bird in it mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god he's gonna kill that bird like what happens is that cage collapses and the bird dies and then you reveal a bigger bird or that's whatever. really how those work that's how that works and oh. it really i was like ew but then i Took a look at the bird, and it mm-hmm. wasn't real. Oh, it was good. just a little bird doll, <laughs> little fake parakeet. <laughs> and yeah. I thought, oh, good. okay, I can breathe uh, easy. They're not well. They're they're not allowed to kill animals. No, and I'm sure I'm sure show. Stephanie Powers would have probably been like, oh, uh, uh-uh. no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. There was that scene in the Acme Company that I thought was kind of like maybe I'm giving this episode too much credit with these like Bergman-esque moments. Uh, with sad man eating shitty lunch by the fountain. No, that it was it was but very unusual. Jennifer choice. at the Acme Company stares at that polar bear, that taxidermy polar bear, and she looks so like confused and sad. And I was like, "That's real." Like she, I think she was like, "Get get a shot of me looking at this and being very upset." Like get a shot of me. Just just put it in, and they did. There's so much weird stuff at the Acme Magic Supply Company. I just, I sort of want to go to the Acme Magic Supply Company. But you might get, uh, you might get eight eight balls fired at you from a weird fake cannon. The clown mask knife throwing thing. I mean, there's just a lot of things that I was very drawn to. I'm not drawn to terrifying knife throwing clowns, but just listeners, you can't see me, but I'm like looking away because the the knife throwing thing. was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> wow. But I think maybe we're keying in on on kind of the same thing. Like there's just, it's at a certain point, you just excuse yourself from the larger space in which you're watching this episode and just start trying all the doorknobs that are around the outside of the room <laughs> until something opens. And so I think I also passed through the Bergman-esque Thing where it's just like this is not like what is happening but then hideously blackstone would just show up again and be like an animatronic over enunciator <laughs> yeah um and that really vibed me Go- that vibed goatee. me the outfits though his his <laughs> flame suit was great i love well that. he had multiple versions of the flame suit which i really liked mm-hmm. except the first one i really didn't like so the second version of the ice skating tuxedo mm-hmm. um i really liked because i was like oh because the first one is burgundy and red and i was like that's a terrible mistake right off the bat i was just like no 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 that no <laughs> but then i realized they were actually trying 
just unsuccessfully at that moment to do like a monochrome thing because the next suit he's wearing is navy. Mm. So the navy satin mm-hmm. accents and then the blue identical flame suit. And I was like, I sort of love that. I mean, mm. I'm not going to wear that, but I do love that. <laughs> yeah. And the Liberace version, the white one with the yes. gold flame. That's the one I loved. Yeah. I mean, like I, I gave into it. I gave into it. I don't like Anytime they bring Acme into a, a live action thing, why? You're just like me, me. Yeah. When did that happen, and why did it happen? Uh, in the in the twenties, I think that began in the twenties. Well, I think it started with Roadrunner. I I did a little research, but that's all I could find is that it's that it's the company, and it stands for a company that makes everything. In oh Roadrunner. shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's unofficial. Yeah. But why every time I see that in a live action thing, my suspension of disbelief goes down the drain. I'm just like, oh, okay. uh, This is a cartoon now. (laughs) This this episode doesn't even deserve the Muppet distinction. Like it's I I just kept Mm -hmm. thinking, this is it's not even for kids. Like it wasn't even fun enough for kids. And then it would get kind of dark, but not in a dark way. You know what I mean? Like, like. Okay, first of all, the, let's talk about the tiger for a second because yeah. that I cackle. Yes. I cackled when the tiger showed up. I the, loved that. Oh, the, I love tigers, so of course I was really excited. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a beautiful tiger. The first mm. moment of the tiger, I was like, oh, that's like a baby tiger, and mm. it's so cute, and it's so obviously like, beautiful. hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah. And then they cut to like snarling tiger. But, you know, that's fine. They do that with dogs all the time. Um, what the fuck? Like, just what the fuck? Also, my... So they never... They didn't... I was I was so excited for them to show a shot of the tiger with both of the real hearts on screen. Never did that. To, or no. even a split screen of that would have been great. But they didn't do that. Also, this is the time, as I said in my Minute Max, to punch somebody like after they release a wild tiger at you to try to kill you, <laughs> Jonathan, this is that's full license to punch somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. I would be on top of that guy. I would be like, but then they just continue their conversation with Marcus as if nothing yeah. happened. I mean, Marcus, that performance is like I said, it's, I found it bizarre mm-hmm. and really challenging because even I wanted to punch him in the face <laughs> And I have nothing to do with it. And I'm like self-professed, <laughs> like I enjoyed magic. Um, what he does say in lieu of punching him in the face is Jonathan says, are you out of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, at least that's something like everyone's really? acknowledging that every time they say something, that guy does a crazy assholey seeming <laughs> avoidance style magic trick Mm -hmm. but then he always comes back so it's not really even avoidant it's just terrible Mm -hmm. but little do we know it's actually just foreshadowing to the crazy guy that jonathan knows that they meet up with in the park eating this sad lunch yes (laughs) it's just a lot i feel like there's i have to talk about the repetitive garish clown theme because when they first go looking for max at the magic palace marcus the magnificence joint the Magic Palace. First, they walk by the poster that advertises Marcus the Magnificent, which is actually great because it's the same person that used to do Blackstone Jr.'s posters 
mm-hmm. at the time. It's like a super it's awesome so poster. Beautiful. But there's the tiger. Is am I right that there's a tiger at, that's part lady, like yes. a hybrid lady? <laughs> so then it seems like it's like, is it Marcus the Magnificent? Is it Dr. Moreau the Magnificent? <laughs> What's happening? But either way, the poster is amazing. I would die to have that poster for Marcus it's the Magnificent. Incredible. It's incredible. So, so good. Let me just describe it for the listeners. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a amazing. Half tiger, half woman climbing atop a barrel of a gun with <laughs> birds flying above her. Out of the barrel of the gun, a, a serpent is coming out that has a jester clown face. Uh, oh no, it's his hat. It's not a barrel. Sorry. It's, it's his top hat. It's, Marcus's mm-hmm. top hat oh, that he's yeah. holding. Um, there's also a light bulb above his head. He's wearing these very like the pedophile style glasses. <laughs> and then below him is a woman on an elephant with her arms outstretched. And then also whatever that like buzz saw is, I think it's something sawing. A yeah. Woman it's when you half. saw a woman in half. And, and it, then there's a, a Chinese new year dragon. Yeah. Yes. Coming out of the top yeah. hat. It's so I mean, that poster. That's poster. The magnificent. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> The poster it's is beautiful. so much better than the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on the Instagram. Like, send, send that to me. I'll, I'll put it on it the says, Instagram. Marcus, the Magnificent Musical Magic Show. Yeah. I didn't really catch much music when, no. um, during the like weird charity version that they gave where he disappeared, Max. Um, mm. I feel like I have to dive back into the Heart to Heart Averse and talk about how this had shades of Herbert Kober. The uh, man who was um, in Bacopa in the raid because he also had a bone to pick with Jonathan, like Jonathan put him out of business and he was on the run or whatever. So Herbert Cobra's like gunning for Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a similar thing, right? With Simon Brewster. Simon Brewster. Except Simon Brewster. I don't know who went further. I mean, that's really the question for me is like, who is... Going the extra crazy, I hate Jonathan Hart. You'll pay for this smile. Is it Herbert Kober or is it Simon Brewster who got plastic surgery and turned into Jonathan Hart, which is just basically like Robert Wagner, but shinier Mm -hmm. with better hair and like shinier with like a darker eyebrows. It was a better, better hairdo on John. I was like, oh, that Jonathan looks better to me. That makeup, they did a good job of making it look like Jonathan, but enough not like him and yeah. plastic surgery. Yeah, I thought that was well the done. Scars right? well done. The scars the were good. Scars. <laughs> Just for me, such a wasted opportunity with the whole fight scene in the end. They're fighting above all the trap doors. Um, Jennifer mm-hmm. is fighting the magician, right? Is she fighting the magician? Or she's just he, standing he there. He pops mostly. out of the, the fake oh, yeah. uh, sarcophagus <laughs> with the gun. And she just is like standing there. I think at that point, Jennifer's just like, I can't pretend to enjoy these magicians yeah. one second longer. <laughs> yeah. I'm paralyzed and I'm exhausted because she is just standing there like uh-huh. the hell while Jonathan and Jonathan, fake Jonathan, uh, fight around and around the trap door mm-hmm. to the tiger pit. And, and then... then Marcus Shh. pops out of the sarcophagus with the yeah. little gun and she pulls on yeah, a, she's a weighted, over it. She pulls a weighted sandbag. That's her, her contribution. She turns around, pulls a sandbag and then a heavy, I guess a really heavy piece of cloth oh, yeah. falls on Marcus yeah, falls on Marcus and he just flops to the floor. And then she continues standing there and just staring. And mm-hmm. it's just, you have two Jonathans at this point. And you don't you don't do the like standoff who you know it's yeah, such a waste yeah and then she just instantly she kisses so one guy they do the exact same Dominique trick 
Like the, it, yeah. was, it was word for word, the Dominique trick of like, <laughs> and this is a rewrite. So in my mind, up until this point, I couldn't formulate a rewrite because it was just too, it was another oh, yeah. batshit crazy episode. Lot. I don't yeah. think this episode's worth a rewrite. But my rewrite would be, if I had one, she kisses Jonathan and she is convinced it's him. <laughs> they get home after they come down in bathrobes. You find out it's not him and it's the other guy. Oh, he pulls a gun it. out. I love it. And then Jonathan comes running back in and saves the day. If that had happened, this episode would have gotten a five for me. Like, yeah. like all of the, yes. all of the magic yes. and everything, I would have been like, oh my God. Also, a, f- a false ending like that would have seemed so like like leveled up for the heart to heart because it's always done once that commercial breaks. Hits. To be honest, the the I thought that there was going to be more. I, I when the when the episode ended, I was like, "This is not nothing happened." Like this, yeah, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking that Vicky was going to show back up alive, right. and and as maybe the mastermind of the whole thing. Oh, that'd be great Ooh, because she was so like she was too cute. She was too kind to Max. And then, like the her setup to the Acme thing, I was like, "This all reeks of setup." Mm-hmm. Right. So Vicky is the is Blackstone's, or sorry, is Marcus the Magnificent's assistant? Yes. And she has compassion. She has a conscience, so she has compassion for Max. And mm-hmm. they have a nice heart to heart, and he gives her some really good streetwise yet fatherly advice, right? Which causes. Wilkes, the man of hench, to visibly like roll his eyes when yeah, he overhears oh, Vicky funny. saying that she's going to help <laughs> yeah. Max. But right, so then Vicky's on the phone, like whisper, whisper in her awesome outfit, mm-hmm. and then Jennifer sees Vicky's murdered body at <laughs> their meeting place, which is the Acme Supply Company, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really creepy because she's sitting in these one of the prop chairs and they pan across the prop chairs and it's three rocking chairs that reference the three bears. Yes. So there's pop bear, mama bear, and then Vicky's corpse is slumped over in baby bears chair with her back to Jennifer. And there's just like, she's just slumped over in that same cute outfit, but with a knife sticking out of her back. Yeah. Then her body disappears, (laughs) which you would absolutely expect, of course, because mad magicians or whatever, but that's, it's very, to me, that's one of the things that's kind of like normally I think I would be like, where the what the hell do do do? But there's always like murdered people disappearing. Um, but true, I found it in that maybe it's just in the context. I just wanted it to be like mysterious or magical or whatever so badly that I was kind of like, oh, I told I did not think she was scary. dead. I thought that was totally a ruse, and I was so mad when it wasn't. It's always well, Vicky's gonna pop up with the knife, like yeah. pull the knife out of her back and. It's always straight in the fucking spinal cord, too. They're always stabbing people right in the oh, middle yeah. no, of they their know. back. They know what's up. <laughs> and that seems so painful. Dead, dead, dead. So dead, extra dead, painful. Dead, dead, dead. Yeah. <sighs> but going back to the tiger, it's also, for me, <laughs> like a plot hole of the episode, I think, because they have them at the Magic Palace, the hearts, who they know that they're after. They, they only captured Max because he, they thought he was Jonathan Hart. So the hearts show up and then he just does a bunch of magic and lets them go. And it's like, why not pull a trap door on them at that moment? Was there any reason given for that? Do you remember for them not capturing them at that moment? Oh, at the first visit to the yeah, the tiger releasing, or was that maybe they were trying to do that with the tiger, but failed? I I think they were trying. I think it was an attempt. It was like such a shitty attempt. Oh my God. I (laughs) can't. When he holds up that banner 
mm-hmm. that also weirdly has a garish clown face on it. <laughs> and then, you know, does the thing where you drop it and he has vanished. Mm. I was just like, wow, if I was Jennifer, I would run over to the empty space and just start frantically clawing at the air and screaming with rage. (laughs) Kicking it and screaming. Yeah, just like, I would just completely lose my shit at that moment. I love that. Also, later in the episode, if I ever, if I'm ever in a situation that I know my friend, you know, it's a dangerous situation that they're in and they know that. If I turn around and I see a man holding a lever below a sign that says trap doors, (laughs) You can bet that I would move so much quicker than they did. I would move so fast. I would jump out of wherever and grab onto the wall. You know, it's just the most obvious thing to catch them. The there's um, I want to talk about a couple things that were in the episode that just briefly distracted me from how irritating uh, the magicians were. The hearts do this in a bunch of episodes because they have so many telephones, so many different kinds of telephones in their house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when like they're always like signaling each other and then one of them goes and like surreptitiously picks up the extension. Right. And it's like, oh, man, I remember doing that. Like that was the thing that you mm-hmm. totally do that. Or if you answered the phone at the same time as somebody else in the house. Right. But it occurs to me that that is just one shady move that you cannot really pull anymore mm. you cannot pick up the extension the other receiver and be all like yeah like you can't write that device into your story where they hear that somebody's picked up the phone and so they say a fake thing or whatever like all of that is off the table mm-hmm. because everyone can tell after a minute if not even a minute you can tell when some fuckers put you on speakerphone yeah. you know all the things there's just no way to to do that one and i was just like hmm and then i have a question for the two of you mm-hmm. based on marlene's troubles uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so Marlene, like, I was like, Ooh, girl, I get you. Um, <laughs> when she's like, he, like, she's got all these crazy ideas about what Max did, or in addition to just walking out on their date. And she's like, did he meet up with some other whatever? And I was like, Oh, Marlene. Yeah. Marlene, I'm working on that problem too. I don't know where <laughs> it comes from. Like, I know I always just think the worst and I don't know where I, I get know. that shit from, but I wanted to ask the two of you. If, because Marlene is her first understandable thing besides like, fuck Max, is he walked out on me, Mm -hmm. Um, right? And I wanted to ask the two of you if you've ever walked out in the middle of a date or if you've ever had someone walk out on you during a date. I don't think I've had anyone. Well, okay. I haven't been on many like legit dates. (laughs) Um, Me either. Like really. I just just haven't. but. The one date that I can think of that I really wanted to walk out on, <laughs> I didn't. Oh. But I did text a friend and say, meet me at the show that we are going oh, to. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> well played. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't not, no, I haven't had, I haven't walked out or had somebody walk out, but I've had somebody not show up to a date. And then I found out that he had been arrested for like outstanding <laughs> tickets. And then oh, I, Joe, I love you. And then I agreed to go on more dates with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, uh, there's like, man, it's kind of, this guy was like 30 minutes late to a date one time. And then 
I we left the place and he was he, he was a mess and he was talking about how he lived with his partner still and then we started walking mm-hmm. I, was, I was like I'll walk you to your car or whatever and he's like no it's cool and I was like I'm going that way anyways so we started walking this other guy just started walking with us at the same time and it was his like boyfriend what? or husband yeah uh, it was the weird and he didn't introduce and then he said at the end he's like well, this is really awkward, so we're going to go this way. And he didn't. That was it. That was the last time I ever saw him. And I was just like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> Thank not the same thing. Thank goodness this is the last time you ever yeah, saw no him. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It that was, is so It seems like you're weird. about to get murdered. So <laughs> fucking weird. It was so weird. Was it Marcus the Magnificent? Because mm-hmm. that seems like such a creepy move that it would you'll, be. You'll have to wait for Pick Your Poke to hear yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you Have you ever. Oh, my God. Have you ever walked wow. out on a date or had somebody walk out? I've wanted to a thousand times. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. I've only wanted um, to once. Mm. I'm a really good judge of people, so when I when I decide like, oh, let's let's go out, it's because I already know that I'm going to want to be out with you. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, like the only time that 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 failed me once, mm. and that was the only time it took. Oh, I also had. <laughs> so I used to go on online dates. I would go on like three a week. I actually really loved <gasps> just meeting new people in that oh, setting. God, that I really like a nightmare oh, wow. to me. <laughs> I really like it. I really like it. But I went on one with the guy, and there was the after date time where you know it's always like it was kind of like early early date and it was the middle sort of like sort of middle of the day and we're like so what what's going on what's going on now and he's like i have to go because i'm going to a concert and then after like later on that night i was hanging out with a friend of mine and that guy had gone to a date with that friend (laughs) i found out He lied to Joe, me. Is your life actually a sitcom or something? Yeah, no, well, like every any gay man <laughs> kind in of Seattle. Kind of creepy that's, sitcom. Yeah. That's, gay life in Seattle is a sitcom. It is. Really? It's 100%. Wow. It's very funny. Gosh. You have to laugh. <laughs> or to keep from crying. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not like, I've definitely wanted to a thousand times walk out in the middle, but I never did. The, yeah, I only had that one. It's not the same thing, but I... Just for some reason, the um, Hurt Feelings song by Fly of the Concords just popped into my head. <laughs> um, the part where he's singing about how he asks all his friends to go into town, but they're all too busy to go into town. <laughs> so he goes by himself. He goes into town and his friend's all there. They're all in town. <laughs> oh, and then that's he's so got sad. Hurt Feelings. Yeah. That's Not so quite the same thing, but. Very. Yeah. I, sorry. That was very random. But I can see how I it relates. Your story has. <laughs> broken not my heart but perhaps my mind i wasn't even hurt by that i was just like why did you lie like wh- who cares it was our first date oh, it yeah, wasn't no, like i knew like, that guy at all so it was like well technically he was going to a concert no he didn't go to a concert they just went out a, to a date like it was oh. just, yeah it was just on a date i've been on dates with people that are like i have a date later oh and it's been stated like mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like that's cool yeah, it's a first date. It's yeah, it's not a like fucking first date. Like, what are you, what Who cares? going to do? <laughs> but I did have that with Marlene in the episode. She was so determined to, that Max left her there. And it, she had no concern for him. Even when his friends come and say he hasn't been home all day. It's very unusual. He wouldn't do that. It's, not, it's unlike Max. She is still not concerned about him at all and is still just like, Fuck that guy. She is a city woman of a certain age who is I not guess. interested in playing no games. She's seen it all. And I'm I tell, right like, here. I'm I, right here. I 100% was just like this. That whole interaction with her made perfect city sense woman. to me and didn't did't bother me in the least. I was like, yeah, if I were in her shoes, I'd be like, yeah, fuck him. Fuck Max. That's I bullshit. Know. I would be like, okay, if his friends came to my work 
and were concerned about him, I think I would. Oh, then I be would. Like, ch- I, yeah, I would be a little bit like, oh, oh okay, okay, maybe well, something's mind. going on here. But she was. She was not. mad though because she was wearing that cute like <sighs> Dion von Furstenberg green and white print yeah, dress. Good. <laughs> oh, and her jumpsuit though. At, oh, she's a yes. mechanic. I love the white Her mechanic jumpsuits. Yeah. Like so good. So good. Shoot, Marlene was great. She was adorable. Yeah, like that's a that's a great character. That's like uh, gone too soon, although yeah. she's not dead. Yeah. Marlene. No. Gone too soon. She's just pissed. Woo. Yeah. I guess bringing that so I thought that was going to be like a just a light little question, but now for some reason, not because of anything you said, but I just feel weirdly crushed as well. <laughs> <She's sad>. oh, <no. laughs> I feel like oh. anyone should feel crushed. It's me for all those horrible date stories. <laughs> but you have to la- you have to laugh. Um mm-hmm. I had a question for you guys and I'm I'm sure you won't have answers for it, so it's just something to ruminate on. I thought <laughs> if if so, Max is missing for most of this episode. Yes. If you had to kill off Max, if you were a writer to the show, how would you do it? If you had to. Oh my God. Uh, hail of gunfire. Oh wow! Holy shit! Like no, full on Bonnie and Clyde hail of gun. Like it. It has to be something so spectacular yeah. to get rid of Max. Like because. Mm-hmm. I think he can survive most things, so it has to be like a a real like cataclysmic event. Like he jumps his car. Hail of fr- gunfire. You don't think of- he'd it'd be like the Romanovs, where like he'd have a bunch of uh, I don't know things sewn into his tux, and all the bolts would just bounce off. You know what? Him. You're right. You're right. I have to change my answer. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> it would have to, like he would have to. It would be, be a nuclear explosion. Like he, w- if they were gonna kill off Max, it would be because the hearts. We're after Russians who mm-hmm. were going to drop a nuke on on the United States. Yeah, and Max would be like, "Don't worry, the don't worry, Mister and Mrs. H, I got it." And he would jump on the nuke and <laughs> absorb the blast. Out. Like, and he would that's, and he would end up being a fucking constellation. Yeah, that's, that's how Max <laughs> yeah. should die. No, that's my exact thought. I, my first thought was that he would die saving Freeway. Oh, I love that. Um, but uh, the same idea where mm-hmm. Max just. I mean, Max is the most interesting man alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he likes to try new things, but I think he also, like, he's super loyal and, mm-hmm. you know, he's jokey, but I think he would understand the gravitas of um, that nuclear situation that Eric <laughs> just described. <laughs> and just do that one where he's like, he's the astronaut that would be like, he's like, all right, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm major, gonna major Tom this one. Yeah, fly a spacecraft in. You the- and Freeway go back to Earth uh-huh. safely because back the capsule Earth. cannot. We only have enough fuel in the capsule oh, to God. safely carry <laughs> two, two and a dog. <laughs> now I'm praying for a space episode weight. of Heart to Heart. There better be a space yeah. station episode. I. Max is major Tom. Yeah. This fucking episode. Oh my God. Ah. <laughs> uh, Hot off the heels of a great episode, like a really great episode that I was like, fuck, yes, heart to heart rules. And then it's like, what? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) And like, even my, I I don't necessarily love close up magic or or <laughs> magic like i don't i don't like it yeah. it, it makes People me people don't love magic it's the same too much it's the same reason i don't like theater i get cringy and embarrassed when people are talking really loud and performing in front of me mm-hmm. <laughs> like i i don't like it when yeah i don't like it when people do that in real life like like just on the street when they emote over, they overly emote 
it makes me cringe. Uh, and so when someone is like very earnestly trying to like mesmerize you, it makes me cringe. Um, but, this, but this episode like went beyond that where I was just like, this is just bad television. But here's my question. And this is mainly for you, Ellen. <laughs> uh oh. During okay. Marcus's show at the charity event, <laughs> he says he's going to perform a trick that is something you'll remember the longest day you live. Oh, you yeah. Live. And that's the bird one, right? Then he's like, foof, and the cage with the bird disappears. Please tell me what the phrase is. You'll remember this the longest day you live means. Um is that a like is that a phrase? Is that a thing? The longest day you live. <laughs> a day that will live in infamy. In infamy. <laughs> um Is that what he was trying to say? No, when he said that and I actually went back and just stared <laughs> at him saying it again because yes. I was just like That like, is what he said. Uh, yeah, that is what he said. Um, and then the bird disappears. And so I was struggling where I'm like, what's the tie in here? And then it was just like another crazy bird trick. And then right away to disappear Max or whatever. But no, I don't. Um, there's as far as I know, that's not there's not some secret magic, <laughs> magical magician. Uh, remember that band, the Magic Magicians? Oh, God. Um, oh, my God. That, <laughs> um, I'm not laughing at the Magic Magicians. Um, I love that name. But it's not My God, a phrase that I have heard before. No, it is confusing. And it is sounds it, like he made a mistake and they left it in. That, that's, <laughs> I, th I thought that for a that's, second, but then everything he said, every line that Blackstone delivered was so obviously rehearsed and studied and, and awkward as fuck. So it's, yeah. but okay. So the, the only thing that I could come up with to explain <laughs> this was that you would say that before you're about to do a magic trick to confuse the audience yeah, oh, so wow. that they, they are spending they at least, attention? yeah, they're spending like five seconds going like, <laughs> their eyes the roll long, back into their heads. Am I, am I going to die tonight? Yeah. Like what is this? They're what's like, the longest day I doing, live? They're being you, Eric, where they're just embarrassed and averting their gaze. Uh -huh. And it that way, nobody except, weirdly, you will notice that it's a <laughs> fake bird. <laughs> mm -hmm. I only noticed it was a fake bird because I was so, like, I was like, no, that's a bird in a cage and he's going to kill it. And mm -hmm. I, I need to focus on this. And it was like, okay, that's not a real bird. Yeah. Um, have either of you been to any live uh, magic shows? I have not. There was a magician at a restaurant called The Back Room growing up in uh, Columbia Falls, Montana, that we used to, he would, there were cards <laughs> stuck to the ceiling with names on them, and he, because he would do a trick where he stuck a card to the ceiling, and that was, that's the only magic trick, close-up magic I've ever seen, I think. It was attached to the Night Owl Diner. Oh my God. <laughs> where they served the best fry bread at The Back Room. Oh. Holy shit. Fry bread Ooh. and ribs. Ooh, Montana is so scary. And they have a little arcade <laughs> in the back. Rich, rich. Yeah, history. that's the only magic I've ever seen, though. I think close up. Huh. Have you? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, what is a lot though? <laughs> For me, more than once. More than once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Have you been the audience um, there participant? Was, um. I have. Ooh, oh my God. Wow. I mean, not like where they sobbed me in half or anything. Mm -hmm. um, 
there was for a while there was this thing I can't now I can't that they had in in uh, New York where it was this weird thing where you could pay like it was like fifteen or twenty bucks and there was a guarantee that you would see a minimum of I think twenty five magicians like in mm. one night. Whoa! I went to that a bunch of times. Um, that sounds that's awesome. Just hilarious and strange but one of my um one of my favorite <laughs> experiences i had going to see magic was um going to the magic circle which is in london and it's the oldest magicians club Whoa. it's the oldest magicians club so 1905 and they cool. have a museum there and this incredible like library and archive and they have a lot of really important texts and documents and materials that are really amazing um but they have a bunch of shows uh, throughout the year that the public can go to and so i convinced marty to go when we were in london to go to one of the shows and it was i mean of course i loved it i loved <laughs> it but <clears throat> um it's in houston right by the welcome collection but anyways yeah magic um, I have seen it. Have you ever been invited to the Magic <laughs> Castle in LA? Oh, I yeah. haven't. And I just, that kills me that I haven't. I wish somebody would invite me because I don't know. You can stay at the hotel though, right? And then you can go in. I stayed at the hotel and I was not allowed in. Really? Oh. Hmm. Our, a guy I work with, his, the company that he used to work with would supply all the employees with passes to the Magic oh, Castle. Man. And then that same company... Uh, they had a Christmas party that we got invited to, like oh, very yeah. close, very soon after we moved to LA, and th- it was at a pool house for an estate that had burned down, and it was Houdini's <gasps> mansion. Yeah, we got to go to Houdini's. It was Houdini's estate. pool house. Ah, oh, it was that's amazing. So beautiful. And all I wanted to do was like push on every wall, yeah. and just like try and find hidden passages yeah. and shit. But it's like the the the, the the house burned down. The uh-huh. house is like long, long gone. And the only thing still standing on the estate is the pool house, mm-hmm. which is the size of a nice house. Yeah. Uh, and there's a pool yeah. and, and grounds it and was everything. Awesome. It was oh, really it was like fucking windy cool. as fuck though, right? And it was raining. Yeah. And they were doing magic. <laughs> it was, Christmas, it was a no, Christmas show. It was like blackjack. They were doing. Yeah. They had like a casino thing. It was casino-y. Yeah. It was like, it was like Monte Carlo night or whatever. Someday I hope that. <clears throat> I'll get into the magic castle, the magic circle. Will. I super love, but of course, like I'm American. I want to go to the magic castle. It is sort of weird that I have not somehow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Maybe sure. I'm just not really applying myself. Like I'm just kind of waiting around. Like someone's just randomly going to be like, Hey, Ellen, if I can make it happen, happen for you, I will make it happen <laughs> for you. Well, you can just get a subscription, right? Or no. Do you have to be invited? I think you have to be invited. I'm sure. So invited. I, John, I remember. John said, anytime you want to go, if you want to go, he can get us in. So we could definitely Ooh, figure we're going out. Going to the to magic castle. We could definitely. Let's do it. Come down to LA when you get vaccinated and we'll do it. That'd be so fun. And we'll reenact this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> another quote after they finish shooting the man dressed as a clown with giant pool billiards balls out of a oh. stupid mm-hmm. canyon cannon jonathan says that certainly put him beyond the eight ball behind does, the eight ball behind oh, the behind eight ball. the eight ball okay what does mm-hmm. that mean it's a dumb pool like he lost Jump. the game basically. when you're behind the eight ball you're screwed oh oh or like you're you're in a bad position if you're behind the eight ball. okay okay that makes sense uh very stupid barry i hate that scene so much <laughs> oh yeah um yeah <laughs> Really? That's the line instead of if you're the daddy, who's the mummy? 
I love that because he's in that suit. His his Elton John fire suit. <laughs> <laughs> the white flame suit, white and gold. Yeah. Um, it sort of made me wish that all shows had a character that was kind of rocking that invisible man bandages around the face sitch because I mm-hmm. just lost my shit completely <laughs> when the invisible man walks out and is like, that's, that's the heart's safer. Like, it's it just like, yeah. Wow. That yeah. moment when that when that guy showed up, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like now we're into something. Like it, I mm-hmm. was like, I can get into this because mm-hmm. that's creepy. Because mm-hmm. that's sinister. Yeah. That's just straight up sinister. And yeah. it actually it continued to be sinister throughout mm-hmm. that scene because he then said that's the hard chauffeur. And I was like, oh, but then we had that stupid see- opening scene of uh Jonathan with the guy from the yeah. IRS. And Talking I was like, this is guy. yeah, it was like, okay, well. Thank you for setting this up. Like now we know who who is doing what. Simon Brewster. Right. Simon Brewster is season three's Herbert Joe, Cober. Joe <laughs> Joe's like scrolling through his notes and he has photos in his notes. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and every time he goes by the guy, the guy uh, Elliot. Every time he goes by Elliot at the fountain, <laughs> it just makes the even just the picture. It oh. makes me so sad. Yeah. Oh, no. oh no. <laughs> His brown There's paper a lot lunch. Of There's, everybody's having a lot of feelings this episode. Oh my god, mm. it's so sad. Uh, um, Marlene <laughs> kind of hurt my heart, and you don't like that guy that's doing the magic equivalent of eating soup on a bench. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like what I didn't like, I didn't like was him the vom- violently vomiting up cars. That was like the most <laughs> so aggressive like, I've ever seen that trick. The lameness yeah. of the trick that they disappeared Max with was that bothered me how lame that trick was it's a, a giant box max sits in a chair and then the wall revolves to to another chair and it's the most obvious thing and then he gets up and the assistant is back there and then she drops him down a trap door it seems like you would just have the trap door in the box and that would be a more a cooler trick because you could show the, every angle of the box it's just so silly it's so I was silly. more surprised that because it's actually Harry Blackstone Jr. playing Marcus the Magnificent, mm-hmm. that that was probably weird for him because that is just mm-hmm. not a trick that he would be doing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's a plot device, right? There's just that moment where you kind of get a hint that maybe Vicky is going to not play the game because she like looks at Max and then she pointedly looks down at his feet to make sure that he's standing over the trapdoor and she's just, you can kind of feel like mm-hmm. her reluctance. Mm-hmm. And then Wilkes, the man of Henge. I don't know that he and I have a lot in common, <laughs> but he and I both are high waisted, and maybe <laughs> we both like high waisted pants. And it's probably not our best look mm. because his cummerbund was like up to his Adam's apple, and I'm like, is that me? Up to his tits. Wilkes was played by Bruce Glover, who I know from Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Is that him? Yeah, he was the waiter too, right? The creepiest waiter, or was oh, that somebody he, else? Well, he's it's it's he's still Wilkes. He's looking for the hearts. Yeah, he was the waiter, and he was just or he was the guy that asked for the tickets. Very mm-hmm. clearly nefarious, up to no good. Just so <laughs> yeah, obviously. that was that was such a shady moment too. When I felt for Max big time when when they were like, um, "Excuse me, tickets, please." <sighs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, bitch. Do you um, know who this is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's Max. He will cut you. I love it when Max goes up on stage as the most unenthusiastic volunteer ever. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Blackson's kind of having, trying to have that banter, and Max just isn't having it. <laughs> He's like, Oh, are you uncomfortable? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say for the. For for Harry Blackstone Jr. was that I was I was kind of impressed that he was willing to play the villain um, by basically playing himself. I thought that was that was that was neat. Like I was like, oh, good, because yeah. I assumed like seeing him being like, oh, that's Harry Blackstone. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be the good guy, and you're gonna be like, no, magic is good. Magic saves lives. It doesn't end them. Yeah. And <laughs> instead, it was like, no, he's the bad guy. It was. Mm-hmm. I was happy about that. Have you have and you seen way, sorry you just reminded me of the the show I think you should leave have mm-hmm. you seen this show it's on Netflix mm-hmm. there's a mo- there's a scene where a guy gets pulled up by a magician on stage mm-hmm. and gets he's like he doesn't want to do it and it's you should watch it yeah I, can't, I don't want to describe it it's really it. funny it's you, fucking should, you should totally watch that show it's very and he's funny. just this yeah he's a magician audience member it's like a sketch comedy show it's yeah. very funny mm. sorry what were you going to say though oh, I no. don't remember now <laughs> okay well something about harry blackstone jr um there was a moment that we had to go back on we had to rewind and rewatch, and i still don't understand and ellen maybe you can f- tell us what this moment was about the jennifer serves them sandwiches they're at home they're eating sandwiches jonathan oh, gets up and he's fuck? he's somewhere else he's talking on the phone or something jennifer's eating her sandwich and there's a an insert shot of her sandwich and it looks like a drop of blood is yeah. on the top of the sandwich yeah and it first happened and we were both like that's you know in your mind you're like that's going to be explained yeah but then they just go back to normal it was so weird we rewound it watched it again and it was a drop of blood i think either it's a drop of blood or it's the or top of a toothpick or, or ketchup or something drops onto the sandwich but it, like they made such a point to show, they show that it. They shot. zoom in on the sandwich that jennifer's eating and it's when they're talking about max being missing yeah and it was like, I thought, so oh. you think it's like sandwich stigmata that's telling <laughs> yeah. her that Max is in trouble? Yeah, maybe. We don't, I have no clue, but they zoom in on the sandwich. I don't even know. Is Jennifer even in the shot? I think it's just the sandwich. It's like no, past she, her it's, hands it's like eating the sandwich. She lifts her sandwich and then it focuses on her plate. And there's like a drop of, of bright red. crimson red. That goes right in the center. Yeah. And we and were it was so really like, confused. I, I took it as like a, this was the beginning of the episode. So I thought the episode still could be good and dark. Uh, and that it was like a, a Giallo-esque, like foreboding sign. Like, oh, they're talking about Max and a drop of blood falls on her plate. Right. Sandwich stigmata. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. It was just a weird fucking thing that uh, no one thought it was about. was never explained. It's not like some sort of weird Wonder Bread oracle. It's not a portent. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless... I didn't even notice that, but now I'm now I'm all about that. I'm gonna oh no, you have to in. you have to check it out because it is genuinely huh. bizarre. I want to rewatch. I feel bizarre. weird that I didn't catch that. I want to rewatch and figure out what the fuck that was. I feel like it was they were trying to build the mystery of the episode with that moment and it was obviously like ketchup or something like it was just a drop of like i guess she had ketchup Mm -hmm. on her weird sandwich uh on untoasted white bread but then she left she left half of the bread on the table (laughs) i don't like the whole thing doesn't make any sense she lifts up her sandwich there's a raw piece of white bread just laying on her on her plate and then a drop of red falls on it that is very ominous. Yeah. Weird. It's like some Da Vinci Code shit. I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Well, the sound the sound of those trains at Ellen's place are reminding me that it is time. Whoa, it's time (laughs) to pick your pug. Oh gosh, (sighs) this one I'm. It's this is a tough one because uh, one no and two. Uh uh-uh. uh, but uh, <laughs> can you run down that list for me again? What was that? Number there's one? there's no and and uh uh-uh. uh no makes more sense uh, to me. But but I'm I th- this is going to be slightly confusing. I'm going with Vicky because Vicky was was gorgeous. Mm. Um, but <laughs> realistically and not. Because of him in this episode, it's Wilkes, um, and it's because of Wilkes in Bruce Glover in Chinatown. In Chinatown, he was so adorable. <laughs> I thought he was so adorable in Chinatown, and every time I watch Chinatown, I'm like, "You're fine." Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and wait, who's Wilkes again? The the, the hench, man of hench. The man of hench. Oh, okay. Oh, I wasted man of hench. Mm-hmm. Deep set the, blue the eyes. The eye roller. Yeah, very deep set. <laughs> He has mm-hmm. a very interesting features. Yeah, for sure. He's like, I kept thinking like, you're who's this Bobo Ron Perlman? But yeah. it was like, oh no, you're you're Bruce Glover. Like you're, you're right. You're a real guy. He looks like the dad of that guy with the huge cheekbones who's in those horror movies, the Insidious movies. <clears throat> oh, uh, Patrick Wilson. Maybe. Yeah. Um, my poke is the moment when Jonathan asks, "If you're the daddy, who's the mummy?" And that magician is wearing that suit. It's that moment in time. <laughs> if I'm not allowed to choose a moment, it's the old magician eating the sack lunch in the park. <laughs> Seeing that guy's suit, his flaming suit, and he had like very crotchal energy. He was sitting on a crotchal, crotchal, and it's just like these slacks, very tight around the crotch. And then Jonathan immediately saying, "If you're the daddy." In his like flirty voice, I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> Suddenly, this is a very sexual moment. <laughs> Who's the mummy? So that's my poke. Is that moment? That's the first moment poke. Yeah, it's a moment that we've poke. had. I like that. I feel like it's appropriate because you know it's like magicians, magic, ethereal, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the daddy. Who's the mummy? Oh, God. Or maybe double Jonathan. That's my poke, too. I actually... The, rewrite. The, rewrite. Fake, they kiss. Fake Jonathan. Oh. Fake Jonathan. I was like, oh, you look good. Like, you, Yeah. Because his hair was so much better. Like, yeah. he just looked better than mm. real Jonathan. Yeah. You know, so much of the onion loaf. Uh. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, just looked back. Mm. <laughs> shiny. Fake <laughs> Jonathan is shiny like all new things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, fresh skin. I thought for a second you were going to make some correlation about two Jonathan, like a Jonathan sandwich or something. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, hell yeah. Um, it's Vicky. Of course, it's yeah. Vicky. Yeah. Um, because she's the magician's assistant. She has a heart of gold. She's wearing my favorite outfit. The purple pants. In the episode, the purple pants with yep. the red belt with the rainbow yes. diagonal, uh, rainbow embroidered oh, white so camisole. That's great. She's just so lovely. But also, her magician's assistant outfit, I super love um, because it's like, mm, okay, like spangly, whatever. And she's super cute. But then she turns around 
and she's got the seamed stockings. And I was like, it's Vicky. Oh, yeah. That her magician's assistant outfit was looked so heavy to me. (laughs) Like it looked like it weighed a thousand pounds. It had so many. Yeah, it had like the Wonder Woman, like the boob, the boob gap. Yeah. And like, because of the boning, yeah. But she was adorable, and I, I, mm-hmm. I really genuinely was like, I like you when she uh, showed oh. Max the stupid yeah. trick rope. They have such a great moment. It was really cute, and I just mm-hmm. thought she was delightful. That was great. Mm-hmm. And I really wish that she was the main villain, because then I would have liked this episode a little bit more. Well, the main villain sucked. He just showed up and then died immediately. It sucked. Oh. Hmm? He revealed himself and then immediately I, got murdered. It's like he he wasn't given enough time or motivation. There was too much for was... for the satisfaction that should be derived from yeah. someone getting plastic surgery to yes. look just like your nemesis. Yeah, like that's a that's a huge thing, and it's a really cool thing. And it's diluted by all this magician shit. Yeah, it's like you're you're not even in this episode, dude. That, that needs to be its own episode. <laughs> the magician needs to be its. An you're episode. not even an actor. You are just. <laughs> Yeah, You're just a Jonathan mm-hmm. in gauze, mm-hmm. very strange with a shitty ADR dialogue. Um, yeah, well, I mean, falling into a tiger pit. Yeah, yeah. There's there's just a lot of like like I've been saying. I just think there's a lot of individual moments that really I really enjoy, and so it is kind of just like ah mm-hmm. ah. Yeah, I feel that way too. Um, back to the tiger one more time. Last time to talk about this tiger. If I was gonna do a trick where I made a tiger appear and then had the tiger disappear and was holding a kitten. I think I would get a kitten <laughs> that looked a little bit more like a tiger or, you know, at least, at least the, the same, same coloration. Like- it was a black cat that he was holding. And it's like, you might as well not even be holding a kitten because it's just so obvious that that's not the tiger. It's like just real major crack in that whole trick to me. I'm not going to nitpick on something that I already hate. So it's- <laughs> I love that moment. Really? I love the, what's, what's changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? The hearts facing off against a wild animal is really cool. And it should have happened in Jonathan Hart Jr. Elf quest. Sure, that should have absolutely. been the tiger lion hearts facing off a wild animal <laughs> moment. But we finally got to it three seasons later. We finally got our moment. And so I love that whole sequence. I think that's really cool. But just the, the cat, if you're going to be holding a kitten, it has to at least have the same color as a tiger. Otherwise, it's you just don't hold the, a kitten. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. It's nitpicky, but it's like, why are you even holding a kitten? It's obviously not the tiger. I have never been less thrilled by someone falling into a tiger pit in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of gloss over it. <laughs> oh. I think that might be my last All right, guys, note. dig into your notes because I'm ready for ratings. Yeah. They, the, they, when they attack the man of hench, they're very concerned about the gong not falling over for some reason. When they finally, they knock this guy out. He's got a gun and they hit him. And then Jonathan and Max both, instead of making like disarming him and making sure he's down, they catch the gong that's falling over and make sure it doesn't get damaged at all. And, it's i mean he's out he's it's like one punch he's gone so it's fine but it's just like i think i would be more focused on him than the gong falling over that that actually struck me as like the, the whoever owned the gong was like don't you fucking yeah, dent my gong not. that gong better <laughs> like be in that's a that's condition. a very expensive gong yeah <laughs> yeah i guess i would be glad because i don't want to hear a lot of excessive gonging so <laughs> 
please, yeah, please make it so the gong doesn't fall down. Mm-hmm. And then just Jennifer not seeming to understand what's happening when the whole when the fight her her acting during that. Usually when fight scenes are breaking out and Jennifer's on the periphery, she's got her hands up. You know, she's shifting around. And this one, she kind of is just standing there and looking a little confused. It was very strange. She's probably confused. I would be. To me, I I just think she's she's Jennifer's done, man. She's had enough. <laughs> she's had enough of the endless close-up magic and then like the weird stunting yeah. irritating <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like it's like Jennifer's just tired. Yeah, Jennifer's she just, the she stand just, in for the audience at that moment. At yeah, least. she just wants the straight answer. <laughs> yeah. She's exhausted from having to laugh at everybody's Yes. Weird card barfing and yeah. <laughs> flower baby making. chick manifesting. <laughs> like she's just like she's played the game and now it's just like mm-hmm. holy shit, there's two Jonathans. They're dressed identically and they're fighting. Yeah. She that- I also sometimes feel like she kind of just has a thing where she's like, Look, Jonathan's got this one. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the most realistic moment in the episode because she is coming off an all nighter, right? She because that's the reason she didn't go to the magic show. She's working on a last minute. That was uh, a magazine I, I almost yeah. forgotten that she like the episode opens on her working, which is the first time that she has done work in an like visibly done work in an episode since hit Jennifer Hart downhill to death. Was she working in downhill? Jennifer? She was interviewing that. Yeah, she was interviewing. That's right. Uh, that's right. She was Sid Vicious. She's, there's, uh, vicious. there's been a bunch. She's she um she's doing an article on uh, Scotty. And the modeling. Oh, that's right. Yes, like, there's yes, a yes, lot. There's yes. a lot of things where she's she's working actually. Yeah. But in terms of her physically, like sitting at a typewriter, yeah. this might be one of just a handful of times that we'll see her like taking notes or whatever. But she's yeah. absolutely been on the job multiple times. She's modeling for Caucasian Fury. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, during well, they reference her work frequently also like in cop out she's mm-hmm. she knows um all the sex workers yeah marky post because of the previous Lady article X. that she wrote oh, yeah so right. there's a there's like mm-hmm. she's still actively working as a oh writer. yeah no i i i think i'm just referring to like she's working she's physically working and mm-hmm. can't do something it does she's seem though frantically erasing <laughs> it does seem like that typo that's a good plot line to get them into a lot of these situations that they don't use very often is Jennifer's story. No, it's kind of like a sub thing. Like she's, but I, I also like it that, that it's like the reason she's the smartest person in the room is because of her work. She's like, Oh no, I know what's going on. I wrote an article about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I like that. I know uh, about drugs. And, yeah. But I do also like the I like the idea of her uh, investigative journalism being what gets them into some of these. But they, have they ever done that? Because that's more of a reason for them yeah. to be in some of these fucking <laughs> yeah. problems. Instead of just always a friend of theirs. <laughs> I know. It's just like, oh, we're having our friends for dinner. They're dead. They're dead. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our terrible friends that we seem to hate. And they didn't even um, get to try the roast. I don't think they've ever done that. A story that she's writing leads them into a dangerous plot, right? Have they ever? Yeah. Wait, no. The no? modeling thing. Well, yeah, no. That yeah. The the I the guess that's true. Ladies and that's just the one. Sorry, I keep mentioning that one, but that's just one of the. Yeah, that's right. Of the few. Well, she she was writing something on the model on the. Yes, she was doing a story on the modeling on the, okay. industry. Okay. With cool. a focus on Scotty. All right. Well, okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> Good, because it's the truth. 
So let's get into ratings. Yeah, uh, zero to five hearts. <laughs> and I'm giving this one a one. This oh, is a one. I really, I really didn't like this episode. I really couldn't wait for it to be over mm. for all the reasons that I've stated. I feel weird about this one, too, because there are things that I did love. But there are things that I absolutely hated. And so part of me wants to give it a two. Part of me wants to give it a four. And I don't want to <laughs> split the middle and give it a three. I think because I just want to give it a two. I think I'm just going to give it a two. Because there were so many wasted opportunities, I felt. The magician thing could have been so cool. It could have been this weird, psychic, weird, crazy, just I'm imagining Jennifer in a in, in foggy room, dark room, magician coming at her with like a cape and shit like that. Just <laughs> You're imagining a totally different episode. Yes, yes. Just if you're going to use a magician, have it be this crazy, like the, the uh, palm reader fortune teller episode. Where it got really weird. Oh well, the, the, with the same sense as this episode, the uh, get, sister of Im- the Immaculate Heart, yeah, uh, building get is, sixth sense, yeah. yeah, just add a little um, bit more pathos. The psychic erasure episode, <laughs> yeah. So you're saying stop erasing actual magic, stop erasing actual, musicians, yeah. stop erasing magicians. creepy actual, magicians, actual stop. magicians, real magicians, <laughs> wizards. <laughs> I'm saying stop, stop erasing good scripts. Yeah. <laughs> It felt like there or wasn't. Jennifer, stop erasing your article and spend the whole episode just <laughs> that was, filming Jennifer. That was, typing she was writing article. the script yeah. for the episode. She was just erasing <laughs> yeah. all of the good stuff. And also, the a person getting plastic surgery to become Jonathan Hart is its own episode, and that needs its mm-hmm. own focus. Get rid of the magician aspect of that episode that's its own thing so uh, it's and the acme fucking warehouse i can't <laughs> that whole sequence was fucking terrible i, I hated that so much <laughs> i really hated that, that that really blew so that's a, a it two. blue it's a two um, yeah how about you ellen i think there's kind of like a weird it's not extreme role reversal, but I think I'm usually the one that's like, like everyone's like, haha, that's campy. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, just like, no. Yeah. Cause you no, hate, you hate funny things. You hate yeah, it. I'm like, it's funny. no, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, oh, or just like, I can't feel joy. I'm incapable of joy. I can't let go of how I want it to be. It must be dark and spooky. <laughs> so for some reason, and I can only just say it must be magic. <laughs> the man, not, that was dumb. That that it, it must be the fact that there's magic involved in the plot that I, for some reason, like I was saying, like I'm just in this room and I'm looking around and there's just so many doors I can go through about how I'm going to, you know, where, what am I, door am I going to step through and watch the episode in that room versus like just being horrified by the basic thing that's unfolding before me. You know, I just something's different for me this episode i just it just really in the places where i think it for many other episodes where i'm just like why not make it dark it shouldn't be funny it should just be dark make it you know make it scarier you know all of that for some reason maybe this just broke me maybe the swing went all the way around in my mind maybe this it's over for me maybe i'm eating the stigmata sandwich like (laughs) i don't know what's happening shit what's happening to me but for whatever reason this one i'm just throwing that out the window it's an inherent magic bias or something but it just cracked me up like there were so many things about it 
that cracked me up even when I was like, ooh, the invisible man, like that's sinister. Go with that. Or like mm. even just like trapdoors, like that's sinister. So for some reason, I just I am not that person this episode. Um, this episode, I'm able to laugh at things. I'm a different person this week. I can laugh at this and I'm going to give it a three. Wow. When you started talking about magic, the Love and Spoonful songs popped into my head. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> oh, see, no, I, ju- I just get, oh, it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> you don't get Olivia uh, Newton-John? No. <laughs> and have to believe guess, we are magic. Ellen believes in magic is what we're finding, and we don't. Also, though, okay, as you were Strange talking. Strange magic. That's my favorite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gotta give it up to you. Yellow. They didn't even present the man that looked exactly like Jonathan in a magic way. Like <laughs> in a magician showing him a mirror and being like, look Oof. in the mirror. And then. Oh my God. <laughs> like, how could you not. Like, what another wasted, huge wasted opportunity of just. <laughs> I'll, that would have been yes hilarious. i'll show you i'll yeah i'll give you your wife back if you just look oh. in this mirror and then the mirror guy str- strangles him like reaches his hand out starts strangling him like how could you it's just fucking he just unwraps his bandages Ugh. it's about magicians like choose a lane <laughs> all right well this episode gets a six a total of six Ooh. which is a heart murmur low heart murmur it's a very low heart murmur yeah um, At I, me. I personally disagree with that, but um, oh. that's fine. What do you think it should be? I think it should be a heartworm. I, I, I think this is a terrible episode of Heart to Heart. <laughs> personally, didn't find any enjoyment in any of the magic stuff. I, f- I thought it was cheap, mm-hmm. and felt like uh, it felt like if if they just everyone was drinking Coca Cola the entire episode, and the episode was called. Coca-Cola is murder. And like, <laughs> it, like it was just like a <laughs> fucking cheap ass. Like it was an ad for magic. Yeah. Like, but, but it was an ad for the magic. magic. It was isn't, an ad the magic for... isn't very good. No, no. but it, it was an ad for Blackstone and it was an ad for, it, it was just like this moment in time. There was a slight fascination with magic. Yeah. Uh, in, in pop culture and particularly with children just like that fucking freaks and geeks, which is set when this episode aired. There's the whole magic oh, thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Of- oh. yeah. And at least freaks and geeks had the, uh, had the wherewithal to know that that was fucking dumb. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Ellen. I, I don't think, I don't think magic is inherently dumb. I absolutely don't. I think that it can be done really well. <laughs> and I think that it is entertaining inherently, but Wow. This episode was just embarrassing. I, hmm. I it made me uncomfortable the entire time. I was just uncomfortable. Mm, I could see oh, it. I I totally get that because, like I'm saying, like I feel like it's really unusual that I have the perspective that I yeah, do you're because the one. it's completely opposite of <laughs> your usual how, jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's totally different, and I I don't know why. Maybe I'm just having a weird week. Well, um, because with magic. I totally get hating magic mm-hmm. and hating magicians in particular. <laughs> That's not hard to understand. And after this episode, um, I mean, who could watch this episode and like magicians? I mean, that's, it's yeah, that's I yeah. think right? that's it. So it's just, you know, I get so I don't I don't know what's going on with me this week. Mm. Um and perhaps there will be a re-rate once I, you know, become myself again or something. I don't oh God, know. I, I hope this is the yeah. re-rate quarter. Episode. 
There was <laughs> zero. There was some fun. It was so. It was fun. There were fun moments that I think are, redeem it a little bit at least. Like him when he uses that smoke bomb to just appear to the hearts when they go to the magic palace. It's so <laughs> funny that he would like. Why would you use that just for that? Just walk up to them. There's no reason for it. It's just so silly. It's there was so also silly. no reason for the weird, like when they show up at the Magic Palace and they <laughs> knock on the door and there's suddenly this yeah. like ominous cackle. The whole thing. Yeah. What, like the what the fuck was that? <laughs> just bizarre. But I wish they would have gone deeper into that. I wish they would have gone full on headfirst into that rather than where they went, which was sort of a cheap shitty thing that didn't okay so here's my i guess this is my rewrite corner or my rewrite corner i know they didn't do this in 1981 but i wish they would have taken a more cynical approach to the entire thing i wish that max's max's opinion of magic would have prevailed yeah so that it was just them constantly being annoyed by these close-up magicians (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like instead of jennifer just like very politely yeah laughing and being wowed by everyone that just pulled a fucking bird out a live bird out of their po- fucking pocket like i i I, w- I wish it was a little more cynical on the on the protagonist's part because then they could have made the magic somewhat like spectacular and we would have been like oh it's actually neat instead mm-hmm. of no, it's just an obnoxious trick to make you annoyed. Yeah. Or sad in my in my case. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Speaking of the birds, though, I just watched I think the first episode of Arrested Development again where mm-hmm. Joe mm-hmm. Job buys a bird from a pet shop and the guy's like, "Do you need a cage or anything?" and he's he says, "Nope," and then puts it in his jacket, goes mm-hmm. to walk through the door and it and hits the door and then he asks what the return policy is. <laughs> Just so good. <laughs> Such a good moment. It's like Job's magic is so <laughs> oh, God. terrific to me. And the with the when he and Ben Stiller are <laughs> rivals and I gotta rewatch yeah, some of these. I love I love all of that. Ellen, so what are great. we doing next? Mm. Please tell me it's better than this. <laughs> what are we doing next? Mm, I'm so glad you asked. Originally airing on November twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one. Next week we're gonna be talking about Hearts under glass. Jonathan learns that his brush with death was no accident when an eccentric art collector plans his demise so that he can obtain the ultimate art object. Awesome. The beautiful Jennifer. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm expecting black tie. I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I'm in a bad mood Uh, from this episode. (laughs) But I'm very hopeful. They better not do give us some hotel art. This better be high fucking falutin. This better not be some fucking art world art mark shit. Yeah. Black tie as hell, or I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and there better be another wild animal. I know, I, Black I'm, tie as hell. The Joe Garber story. <laughs> Black tie as hell. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you with all for listening. Another gendered, episode. Gendered piece of shit. We're so happy to still have you. If you're still here, <laughs> uh, yeah. you can you can keep oh, up with wow. us at our Instagram and our Twitter at it was murder pod. That's our handles. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com. If you want to tell us anything 
Uh, we love to hear from you. We really yeah. do. I want to hear disagreements on our ratings. That's, I do too. I really, I want to get, I want to have like some discourse, uh, about our ratings. Uh, because I, I don't think any of us think that we are the end all be all of, 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 uh, criticism. We're, we're just talking about our own shit. Except about night horrors. Oh yeah. No, if you want to no. talk shit about night horrors, um, just, uh, yourself. send that to, <laughs> uh, POTUS at whitehouse.gov. Um, but, Thank you guys for being here. Please send us send us minute maxes. We don't we're 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 in a drought of minute maxes and we want we need more. I also know that the show season three is not streaming for free on any Mm. platforms right now. But I will tell you that if you Google the name of the episode, in this case for the next one, the name of the episode is Hearts Under Glass, and I'm assuming that's H A R T S. Um, if you Google that, there is a site that consistently has every episode of Heart to Heart. Um, it's where I get all of the clips for Instagram. So you can still watch the episodes with us. Uh, and I hope you do because yeah. it's really fun. It's especially fun when we get to engage with you guys over these episodes. You guys? That's, fuck. Of course, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's a way you can keep watching with us. And I hope you all do. Mm-hmm. And that said, there is a moment where <laughs> Jennifer pats Freeway on the head when he's oh, yeah. just sitting on a chair. And it was like a really genuine cute dog owner moment that I thought, oh, that's so cute. Mm. And I, I made a little exclamation. And it was one of the only moments that I was happy during this episode. <laughs> so uh, for that, I say good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. There's also a moment at the end when Max does his magic trick that, and Freeway looks terrified because his head, his ears are being pulled back, and it, he looks like he's genuinely shocked at the magic trick happening in front of he him. He does. He has like a really like shocked look on his face. So I'm saying good night, good night, Freeway, to that version of Freeway, <laughs> the shocked at Max's magic trick. Yeah.